bruce willis was dead the whole time there were two killers luke that's your daddy the robot did it snake was a good guy he really wasn't cheating they was in purgatory the whole time what everybody dies verbal kent is kaiser so say they killed old yellow oh my god everybody in this tyler perry movie got aids spoiled movie reviews hey welcome to another episode of sport movie reviews on the blackout tip premium podcast network i'm your host rod joined as always by my co-host aaron and we are live on a sunday but y'all don't know that okay we're live to each other y'all somewhere mm-hmm. chilling getting this later i forgot um so anyway we review movies you've seen don't ever plan on seeing or don't care about spoilers because we spoil the movie today's movie is cocaine bear we actually went to the movie theater we did separately but we did go to a theater to see it which means we have to talk about the trailers that we saw up front and then we'll get to the movie review and i'll check to see if we have any comments that we need to address from previous movie reviews so first things first karen did you keep a list of the trailers you saw i did all right i now i got there late at mine so i only saw two trailers i think so you're gonna probably be the one that saw most of the trailers this time so uh yeah go ahead and give it to us okay and it is wild because the the theme was i guess because of the cocaine bear it was horror so it was a bunch of horror type of things coming uh-huh. up for me at at amc it was just weird mm-hmm. so and, and it was cussing and everything like they was foolishly saying like motherfucker doing a trailer i was like whoa but then I had to, I don't, what was this, what, what was this movie rated? PG-13? It must have been rated R, baby, because it had a lot of gore. Okay, okay, it was rated R, and that, that explains why the, why the cuss, I know that might sound strange, but. No, it doesn't sound strange at all. It was, I got red band trailers in mind as well. Because a lot of times, even if they rated R, a lot of times, for some reason, a lot of previews, you rarely, even in the movie theaters, you rarely get like the cussing and stuff. So it kind of threw me for a loop to get one that was like, oh, we just going full-fledged, show you everything. But they figure out you come to see Cocaine Bear, shit no kids be in there, but they were actually kids in the movie theater. But they didn't bother nobody, but they were kids' presents. Uh, the first trailer I seen was Guardians 3, which was really good. It was like, I guess, a newer trailer. Mm-hmm. I, you know, because it's getting ready to come out soon. So, you know, they basically... Uh, uh, doing like the brand and it, and it may be a trailer that may be already out I just I don't think I've seen this one in the theaters or at least if I seen it on TV I wasn't paying enough attention because sometimes I once movies get to the point where they get ready to come out I kind of ignore the trailers because I actually want to see the movie and I don't want you know them to show certain things and stuff like that so for me this was like a, a new trailer so I enjoyed it it was it like it's gonna be really fun it like it's gonna be really sad uh, uh, trailer uh, uh, for the Guardian, so we'll we'll see what happens from there. I seen a a trailer for something called the Machine, and it like at first it was like a comedian telling a joke, and he was like, "Yeah, uh, I was young, and I was this dude who didn't know how to speak Russian, and like got up with with some friends, and all of a sudden they called me the Machine, and I was like, okay, the fuck is this? And then it looked like it went away, but then that was like kind of the beginning, and basically it's this dude who uh, got up with these Russian dudes years ago and time has passed. And he was like, it was the best time of my life. But but he's not hardcore, but the Russian people were. 
but he started like hanging with them and doing some of this shit. And he like uh, fucked over some other Russians <laughs> and they basically show up and like, Hey, you remember that person you fucked up? Yeah. That was my great, great, great grandpa or some shit mm. like that. And all hell break loose. And he got to have basically got to live up to his reputation. And it has, uh, what is his name? The dude from star Wars crap. Um, uh, I'm In not it. sure. Um, Oscar not Isaac, not uh, Obi Wan. Mark what Hamill did that dude. Yes. Okay, the guy played Luke. Yes, in in the movie, uh, <clears throat> as his dad. And so is it like it's going to be fucking hilarious? Got first like, mm. and then they started playing. I was like, oh shit, this actually might be a fucking good ass movie. Oh, good. Uh, a lot of comedy, a lot of action in it, and you know because of the trailer and shit like that, I'm pretty sure they're not showing you the best jokes. Right, and so. A lot of times, depending on the movie, when you see them, you can kind of tell that they're hiding certain things, mm -hmm. you know, from you, which is good. Like, don't show the best fucking jokes in your trailer. Like, like, calm it down. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, so this was showing snippets of it. So I actually may go see that. It actually looked really, really good. It was a weird trailer the way it was presented. That's all. And then I seen one. I'm going to say Burris or Burris is dead. It's the A24. It was weird and it was strange and it was about this this dude. I felt like it was um, uh, what is that dude name? Did uh, I, it was weird though because it felt like it was like this dude who is like living but he's old and he's young, all wrapped up in one, and some traumatic happens and he like. It's, it's it you could tell it's one of those things was like a mind trip type of thing mm -hmm. happening. Rip Van Rinkle. Yes, he was looking like Rip Van Rinkle to me and, and stuff like that when I was uh, uh watching this movie. It's A24, so I probably gonna be good, but it was just weird. It was really weird and really strange. And I might even be pronouncing the name because it popped up really fast, but it was like Buris is dead. Okay. So I don't know if it's gonna be one of those things where he's dead and they still in his life or you watching this life as he dies? I'm not sure, but it looked like something was the past, present, and future type of thing happening to this white man. Uh, it was somewhat confusing, but I, that's the best I got out of it for y'all. Uh, I seen one called Mafia Mama, um, a trailer for that. And basically, uh, it was this uh, lady who's like, I don't know if it's her dad or grandpa is like a mafia dude and he dies and she's like not associated with it at all i don't even know if she knows that, 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 that this particular family member is in the mafia so he dies and in his uh last will and testament he was like basically i want you to run the mafia and you know she's like the typical white mom you know i can't do this i have a family and you know and all this type of stuff what about my kids and so you know she goes from from you know, not knowing anything about the mafia to running the mafia, all of a sudden, you know, she want to be friends with everybody, you know, uh, do like uh, uh, bake offs and shit like that. So, I, you know, for me, it's no, but you know, I can see some people actually really enjoying something like that because, I, in my mind, and, and maybe not so funny, it's like, oh, okay, I've kind of seen these stories before type of thing, and it's not really a stick to it, or, 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 or you're not to me, you're not. You can you can make those stories really interesting, but you know from what I see, I was like, mm, I'll pass on that one. Um, uh, next one is how to blow up a pipeline. Mm -hmm. Is uh, he has our boy Junior in it from Blackish, mm -hmm. 
And so basically, uh, they've been on a pipeline in this person's yard and on their property, and they're mad that they're uh, putting this pipeline in their property. So, so a bunch of young people get together and try to figure out how to destroy and blow up the pipeline. Mm -hmm. And in that process, uh, they're basically being threatened by the government. They're being tracked down. They're being traced. You know, and then, you know, and, you know, they've been told basically, you know, you're, you're, you're a uh, terrorist and all that stuff. And, you know, it's about basically it's about a fight, uh, a fight the power, fight the man type of movie. I won't be going to see it, but that's basically what it is. Mm. Um, and then one was uh, Evil Dead Arise. I'm assuming this is a sequel or a prequel or something to Dead to Evil Dead. It is. Uh, yeah, Evil Dead, another version of that. I ain't seen the other ones and I won't be seeing this one. And it was scary. And I, y'all know me, it's a nope. Uh, but for people that like the scary stuff, it's. Is motherfucking uh right, right up your alley basically. It's about a about a, a a one of the family members and his white family just starts going crazy and starts talking to him crazy, talking about how uh uh they you know want to take their skin and live within their skin and they just fuck everybody up and everybody get fucked up. A type of movie, uh you know. So so if you like horror, honey, this right here is your it, this is your motherfucking jam. You probably already made plans to go see it. I won't be going to see it. Uh, the next one is Scream. I don't know Scream 45. I don't know. It just says Scream. So I don't know which version of Scream. It's just Scream. And so um, they basically is, you know, bringing back some of the older cast, but like some new people too. So I don't know if these going to be the kids, great grandkids. You know, I don't know, you know, look like somebody built like a museum. So it looked like somebody uh, of today that actually followed the people that kind of originally did the crimes and like a quote unquote better, quicker version of those people, mm -hmm. you know, um, type of thing. Uh, I, like I said, I, I think, I think I watch all of the screens, but I think I'm good on screen. I don't mean to harm. Like, yeah, I'm, I don't not, think I'm, I'm not a big screen person either. I like, <clears throat> I like the first one, but after that, it, it lost its charm for me. And, even a remake with a, you know, I've heard mixed things about. It. I just wasn't even curious because it just wasn't. It didn't hit me like that. Agreed, agreed. I think the first one was really good with the twist and all that stuff. But then after that, I think we we might have seen the. I think we seen like the second or the third one. Then after that, me and you just kind of tapped out because it got really corny. Mm -hmm. And all that be fun. They got to the point where they started having a bunch of like stars in it. And like like big big stars like killing them within like the first few minutes that was the kind of quote unquote catch. I was like, oh, okay, this is this is not in, as enjoyable to me anymore. So I won't be going to see that. But you know, for those of you that are into the Scream franchise universe, uh, 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 uh Scream MCU, whatever you want to call it, this is your jam. So I hope you enjoy it. Um, I seen a trailer for Fast Ten, but this trailer was a different trailer. Basically, this trailer just showed everybody's face. It just basically was like boom, 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 boom. Y'all remember the faces? Uh, F ten. I was like, that's good. Like you actually, you didn't even have to show me none of the action that you showed me in the other trailers. That's all you had to show me, and I would be in it. It was a real short and straight to the point trailer, you know. Uh, which is odd for them because you know they like to show y'all the explosions and shit. Right. But I guess they was like, we don't show y'all everything. We're gonna show y'all basically. So now you just you we know. You know why you came, and we know why you came. So here are the stars, so let's go. And then uh, the next one is Refined. This is a vampire movie, and Nicolas Cage is in it, and he's the vampire. Uh, and basically, it's this dude who, uh, is, uh, Nicolas Cage is his master. And so the dude actually goes to these people for help. 
you know, trying to figure out, you know, how to uh, get away from uh, the vampire. And, you know, they try to help him and stuff like that. And uh, Nicholas Cage show up. So, you know, it's going to be a good time. You know, he he, he going to be over the top acting. And so, you know, I'm yeah, pretty I, I sure. saw that one, too. Yeah, I, I like that trailer, but I don't know if I'll go see it. I just think it's like a funny trailer and idea for a Luke Cage, I mean, a Nick Cage movie. Yes, I, this is definitely, if I decide to watch it, I will watch it at home streaming. Yeah. I definitely will not be going to the movie theaters to see this one. Now, for some of the other ones, out of everything I listed, there's about two movies that I'm going to go see in the theaters. That's Guardian 3 and Fast 10. Um, the uh, last one was, I'm going to say, a movie called Strays. I won't be going to see this either. It's basically about some dogs. Uh, yeah. And uh, one of the dogs' uh, owner doesn't like him, and so he gets with some other dogs. Like, hey, you know your owner don't like you, and he was like, uh, "What? What you mean the owner don't like me?" Then he gets mad, and they the dogs get together and decide they're gonna go back and uh, fuck the owner up and bite his dick off. And they actually said bite his dick off in in, in theater. Yeah. So uh, you know that might be somebody's jam, but now nah, I won't be going to see that. I think it's my jam. It looked funny to me. It kind of reminded me of Sausage Party type of silliness um when the dogs start cursing i think one of the dogs voices is will ferrell and so mm-hmm. uh you know i and the the dude that plays the the owner that keeps trying to throw the dog away is the dude that played mcgruber it looks mm-hmm. like some fun silliness and i think i'm i'm inclined to watch it in some shape way or form i don't know if i'll go to the theater or not but maybe if it's getting good reviews and it's in the theater i'll go um, but I'll probably end up seeing that silly shit at some point because it was it was a big hit actually in my audience. Um, I went Friday mm-hmm. night, okay, or Saturday. I went Saturday afternoon, and a lot of people were just like cracking up at that trailer. Like I had a very vocal audience, and they was like, "Yes!" when that one came on, and because ah, uh, the trailer gets funny. the trailer just gets sillier and sillier to by the end. You know, the dogs are doing drugs and all kinds of shit. So it's like a long, homeward bound, but a raunchy homeward bound. And I'm into that. Okay, that makes more sense. Okay, okay, okay. You know, like I said, it, it probably would be something that if I watch it, I watch it streaming. But yeah, a lot of those movies, you've been like, ah, oh, no one of these dog movies. But like you said, this one isn't like that standard dog type of movie where it's like we're just going to follow the dog just do dog no they're picking on those movies i think it's more of a satire of those movies um but uh all right that's it for trailers because you mentioned the ones i watched and uh let's get into this movie um cocaine bear um where's the uh okay so let me give y'all the synopsis of this uh cocaine bear an oddball group of criminal of cops criminals tourists and teens converge on a georgia forest where a huge black bear goes on a murderous rampage after unintentionally ingesting cocaine this directed by elizabeth banks um written by jimmy warden it stars carrie russell alden in in uh o'shea jackson jr uh ice cube son or as i call him ice cream He's like a thick ice cube. Uh, Jay, Ray, Ray Liotta, Isaiah Whitlock Jr., who you may know from The Wire is shit. Um, <laughs> Clay Davis. Uh, Brooklyn Parents, uh, 
Christian Convery, two child actors who are in the film a lot. Margot Martindale as Ranger Liz. Jesse Tyler Ferguson as Peter. Um, I think he's from Modern Family. Uh, Eula Smart, Officer Reba. Um, I can't remember what I watched her in, but I watched her in something uh, that I remember her from. Um, it was not Killing E. Will of Time. That's what I remember her. I watched The Will of Time. Um, but uh, we'll talk about what we like. Talk about what we didn't like. Then we'll score from zero to five, and uh, we'll get into your feedback on our other episodes. Karen, give me something you liked. This movie was 100% 80s. If you were an 80s child or you were around in the 80s, this was your motherfucking jam. They talked about the war on drugs. Shout out to Dale. I was like, oh, they even went back and got the old school commercials. This is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. They covered Nancy Reagan. They was like, oh, we gonna cover it all. Mm-hmm. So if you like a 1980s baby, this was a night. This was a 1980s story from start to finish. Yeah, definitely. They got the period piece stuff, the clothing and the music and some of the stuff. And some of the stuff was like over the top, but I think the whole movie was meant to be over the top. But like fashion and some of that stuff was was all kind of pitch perfect. Uh, another thing I like about this movie, the cast. They had a very diverse cast, different body types, different everything. And even with it being set in the 80s, they still managed to do that. I think a lot of times when you have these period pieces, all of a sudden it becomes this reason to like not cast certain types of people. Right. Um, it's like, and in the eighties, everybody hung out on wall street and only white people worked there and right. got to keep it real, you know? And so this one, they just had this, um, curve. they just had this, uh, a bunch of different groups converging on this park for different reasons. And it all kind of worked for me in the silly in a silly way of like, we just want to get more people into the range of this bear. Um, give me something else that worked. Something else I really enjoyed. I enjoyed the deaths. Mm-hmm. Like the way people, we were just talking about over the top, the way people died was so over the top. It was over the top to the point to sometimes you looked at the screen, I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, type of thing. Just the way that bear was fucking people up i think i think the most brutal one was the one with the with the with the ems because mm-hmm. like you see a clip of it but when you see the entire clip of it, you like oh everybody got fucked up mm-hmm. so the way they with the way either they gave themselves taking the air running away from the bell <laughs> the bell fucking them up was magnificent and over the top and so 80s and i was yeah yeah i love the bear um for that reason it's piggybacking on yours with the deaths but the bear went bare like it was mauling people the way you like when you hear the title cocaine bear and you know what the title what it's about there's always this feeling of like yeah but are they gonna like show the bear and then like the bear hits somebody but then it eats them behind some trees so you never see it or it mauls a person but you don't see the mauling you see the results of it nah they just showed you the brutality and the hopelessness and the futility of a bear on cocaine that is just in a murderous rage ready to kill you and it the way it was just fucking up people was exactly what i was hoping the movie wouldn't flinch away from and as gruesome as it was and it is very gruesome i found it to be entertaining and i was glad that elizabeth banks who directed this did not pull back 
from this. So uh, this is, I, I love her direct her directing uh, with the bear. And, and I'll just add on to the bear thing. It was also the bear scratching his back because his back was itching. It was also the sneezing. It was passing out. Like it seemed like it was all the stereotypes of what you hear about cocaine in movies and TV shows and what you read about the side effects. The bear was going through all of that stuff and it was like funny, but then also the most dangerous. It was a land shark, you know, it was the most dangerous thing in the movie. What yes. else did you like? And uh, and I don't know if this is a repeat, but I'm kind of going to do it again. And, and, and on top of the bells, just the action. The action in it was really, really good. Uh, because it was one of those things where, like you say, the deaths and the action kind of go hand in hand because, you know, a lot of the action was death, but just the, just the brutality of just the action and, 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 and just the running and just the, just the bear, just fucking things up and everything. Sometimes just moving really, really fast and really, really quick kind of in front of your eyes, like, and, and also just sometimes misunderstanding, because the the there was three white dudes that was out there fucking people up. That white woman called them a gang, and then uh, when she found them, they thought that she that she was talking about uh, 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 O'Shea Jackson because uh, he had fucked them up. But she was talking about the bear. And when she opened up the door and shot that gun and blew that dude's brain, I was like, "Holy <laughs> shit, man! You can't shoot! How the fuck did you get this job?" Right. Um, yeah, the action was off the hook. I'll go and say, uh, it was also funny. Mm -hmm. Um, it had a lot of funny, sweet moments. Like tonally, this film can be a bit jarring, um, because it's at once almost like a horror film at parts with the bear. And other times it's like a light comedy with like, um, Ranger Liz crushing on that dude like Tom mm -hmm. and you know the kids shoplifting and all that stuff so uh, it was funny and sweet uh, when you know uh, when uh, the detective character who got the dog uh, Bob when he like calls to check on the dog and stuff and, and wouldn't that the sweetest thing yeah and like his death was like kind of a sweet death even though it was sad you know so yeah, it was a lot of um, funny sweetness, and for some reason it worked with me. Instead of it taking me out of the movie, it just gave me another thing to focus on until we got back to the killer bear. So I, I don't know. For some reason it, it all worked this time. Uh, what else did you like? I also uh, liked this. This might be kind of repeating, but I, in my mind it's something different. I like the over-the-topness. How we talked about, right, over the top with the 80s, over the top with the bit, like everything was almost, quote unquote, to the max and to the extreme. And so I really, uh, I enjoyed it being over the top and just, I don't, it wasn't too much for me, mm -hmm. but I enjoyed like the gore and all that stuff because it was one of those things where I was like, how gory is it going to get? But it was so ridiculous that it was almost a shocking ridiculous, not a, it, and it used to, I still looked at the screen at times, I was like, oh my God, yeah. but it was like, oh my God, because it was so much shit happening at once, not like, oh my gosh, it's too much gore. Yeah, and it was, um, you know, um, because it was over the top, I think that's why I was able to like really watch it, because there's a way to make it almost too real, and then it becomes just like a boring movie, kind of, or so you know like so realistic that your mind can't really get the absurdity of it all and i think from the jump with this like the dude in the plane bumping his head and dying yeah 
like just I was laughing at how over the top it was very much it delivered it delivered on its premise in a better way than even like snakes on the plane did you know like mm. like to me this was like tonally it added something that snakes on the plane didn't have um even though i was i would say it's kind of the same genre another thing i would say is it was colorful you know the park and the the bear the, the clothing choices and the uh even the bear and with the special effects was great um so you know the paint and all that mm-hmm. stuff it's just a very colorful movie you know i like you know me i don't know if uh, i might be weird but i like colors um what else <laughs> did you like too. i like the runtime the runtime was fantastic it, 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 it whoever did the editing they knew they was like it's cocaine bell we're not gonna be here forever right and i wish more movies would do this more movies would get better ratings if they kept it to that 90 minute range right I, they fail to realize once you start getting to like an hour 45 you live for a lot of movies that's 15 minutes too much you know it's something about a smooth 90 minutes cut out a bunch of filler Cut out a bunch of nonsense, stuff that slows the story down because the story moved very quickly. And that's what I enjoyed about it. And that's what actually kept my attention because it really wasn't a boring time. Even when things slowed down and they was talking to each other, it still really wasn't a boring time because at any time you'd be like, oh, the bear can show up and fuck shit up at any period of time. And so, like, the bear was kind of there the whole time, even if the bear wasn't quote unquote present, you were like, oh, the bear can show up and still fuck somebody up just out of the blue. And so, I really liked that they was like, oh, we're going to cut all the filler out. We're just going to go straight to the action because it was like, whoever did this and directed and all that, shout out to the director because they were like, oh, we know why you came and we wouldn't bullshit and we're going to give you just what you wanted. Yeah, I agree. Um, uh, Anything else for the positives before we move on? Yes, I also love the Die Hard ending. And when I mean Die Hard ending, Everything around that was fucked up, and they just riding a bike past dead bodies and shit, and the cops rolling past. I was like, oh, so nobody going to ask these people what happened, question them. They just going to roll off into the sunset and act like everything okay? The the, 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 the two criminals basically got in their car and just rolled off into the sunset. Nobody asking the questions. Cool, 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 cool. So, you know, I just I just like the, the diehard. Well, I think also it picked the ending that that's kind of where where and how that would have had to happen because, you know, the whole conceit of this is it's quote unquote based loosely on a real story. So it's like, well, then how come we never heard of it? And it's like, well, you just it has to be a story that people didn't really look into, you know. Now, obviously, it's so over the top. They would have looked into the murders and shit eventually or the. You know, that some of that stuff would have got looked into, but, you know, the idea of, like, yeah, they would have let them drive by, and the other people would have drove off, and the two post-credit scenes with the cocaine that the that the mustache kid has, and... Yes. Um, like, it's all just, you know, um, quaint, cute shit, but uh, it did make me wonder if they were thinking about doing some type of sequel, because it's probably going to be begging for a sequel once it pulls in all this money because it didn't look like it was that expensive to make Mm-mm. no and also it's one of those things where i like the i know it might sound silly but i like the fact that they kind of at the beginning they kind of gave you a this is basically losing at the end they was like hey y'all do know we've never found this cocaine like y'all for yeah. real like we actually never found it so i just like that they kind of gave you the gist of like in the yeah reality, i mean it's so ridiculous happened. it can't be true so 
you know, it's just an excuse to make a movie about a bear on cocaine. Because, I mean, we would have at least heard about the, you know, 12 maulings that happened in a day. But, you know, <laughs> and then the ending with the tourists pointing their camera at him and then the bears looking at him like maybe they got some cocaine on them. Was funny. Hey, man, you got some drugs? Uh, anything else for positives? Mm-mm. All right, let's get into some negatives if you have any. Uh, give me something negative. I kind of wish that, like I said, we would have gotten, and I know we couldn't, mm-hmm. you know, probably because we would have dragged the movie along, along a little bit longer. I wish we would have gotten more information about the gang, you know, like 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 that group. That, the, the kids? Uh, not the kids, but like uh, oh. Jose Jackson and them, like like that group. Yeah. Like, little, just not a lot, but just a little bit more details kind of mm-hmm. about them. Um, and I wish we would have gotten more information about uh, Isaac uh, Whitlock's character, Bob, too. Just Jose a Whitlock, bit. yeah. Um, yes. I think on both counts, you're, it just would have ended up probably making the movie longer. And they probably yes. knew that this concept needed to stay as short as possible to work. Um, right. Like, they low-key probably could have cut 15 more minutes out and did no character building and just been 100% lean, mean, bear killing a bunch of people. But... Um, that being said, I'm glad they didn't. Uh, I think it was Agreed. the perfect length. But um, I, yeah, I wrote that down too. Like because they don't take time to develop too many characters, everybody just becomes an archetype. At some point, even noting it in the movie where the little boy Henry says to uh, Dee Dee that, um, like, are you just running away to get your mama to worry about you to prove that she still loves you? Blah blah blah. And it was like, yeah, even they're aware that this is the you know teenage stereotype um i feel like carrie russell gave a great performance but she really didn't have much to work with like Mm-mm. like she won't get nominated or anything because it's just it's not that kind of movie but she right was really good as like an 80s embattled mother who's going out there and you know they were turning into like mother bear versus mother bear you know versus you know like her her protecting her cubs from the the bear and her and, and her cubs at the end and and you know i felt like that was kind of weird that uh she didn't get i wish she would have got a little bit more to work with um let's see uh the gore works both ways so while i liked it there's some people that don't do gore if you're listening to this this would definitely be a negative for you they did not spare on the gore this isn't a pg-13 fake out it's really gory like at one point they're eating uh ray Liotta's character's guts you know on the screen <laughs> mm-hmm. as he is screaming while he's still alive and then slapped into the river so yeah <laughs> um anything else for negatives karen i'm trying to think and and like i said it's one of these things where it's not really a big thing and i'm glad they didn't do it but i could see it as a complaint uh uh henry's dad uh, mm. uh sounded like he was a deadbeat dad and i don't think we've seen him on screen that one period of time no flashback no nothing we just hear about basically henry is is a latchkey kid it was just abandoned basically yeah. <laughs> you know my dad didn't bring me i was like well goddamn your dad sound like he don't really care you know mm-hmm. but we didn't even get a glimpse of him we just he kind of just talks about his dad like a third person yeah i hear you yeah i think also like the, but they they a lot of characters like i said they it's kind of saying the same thing but they just become archetypes because you really just don't have much for everyone to do it other than you know fuck with this bear or this bear come get him and so every time they introduce a character it's just time for the bear to come eat him 
you know, like, like, and like I said, I, that's one of the positives to me, but I can see how there's people that wanted more of a movie out of this than uh, what we got, you know, and I wanted exactly what was in the title and I felt like that's what I mostly got. Agreed, um, agreed. Yeah, like I said, and, and these like these complaints are not really yeah. big complaints, but I could see somebody watching it going, "The fuck is this? What? There's no cat? No, ain't gonna be no character development. It's a, it's called Cocaine Bear, and right. bitch, you got Cocaine Bear. Every, but like this, everybody else was secondary to the Cocaine Bear. <laughs> you know, yeah. it ain't gonna be one of the movies where we talking about the people in the bear second. It was like, no, the bear is 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 is, is first. Right. Um. So yeah, it, it it worked for me. Uh, let's go ahead and rate it from zero to five. What would you give it? I actually would give this a four and a half. I really, really uh, enjoyed it. I enjoyed this movie a lot. This movie was a lot of fun. It was quick. It was fast. Um. Other than you know those little things, which I think kind of would have taken away from it, but you know that's probably why it's not a five because like I just wanted a little bit more. Uh. But other than that, I had a ball watching it. I went in at at like twelve something, and by two I was out. I was like, let's go. Yeah, I give it a, a four. Uh, I thought it was really good, solid effort. Elizabeth Banks uh, directed the hell out of this. Um. I think. Is I'll give it a pass for CGI stuff because to me I really can't tell bad CGI from great CGI. I, you know, I'm I'm sure whatever budget they had, they made it work. You know, because at no point do I really feel like, damn, this bear, this is so fake. You know, and they had a lot of interactive scenes with the bear, whether it be mauling or whatever, and it all felt real to me. And you know, it can't be um so i thought that was they just did a great job and uh you know i I know if this is a success we'll probably get cocaine bear two or cocaine panda bear or some shit you you get a fuck around and get a universe yeah cocaine bears you know marijuana Mm -hmm. octopus i don't know what they're gonna do but uh yeah those are our ratings you don't never know let's get into our comments from our last reviews uh i did two solo reviews and then we got uh ant-man and the wasp um i'll start with ant-man and the wasp uh quantumania uh quantumania uh sailor agnes says i referred to this as ant-man and the wasp with hot kang hot sauce because you should definitely put that shit on everything this is a fun one of the many genres in the mcu i probably like ant-man and the wasp the least they're consistently good to very good movies like most of these are but they never arrive at a place of epic resonance which is okay quantumania feels epic with this story still feels fairly grounded um just with a soon-to-be omnipresent bad guy in the multiverse saga the principal cast is good as ever with paul rudd being his usual affable dorky self evangeline lily michael douglas who did more than i thought he would do here which yeah dope yeah maybe my mox ground was the floor for him because i've seen people say he phoned it in and i was like not to me i thought i got i thought we got more out of him here than we did in like ant-man one me too me too i think we got more of him in this one like not trying funny more of everything for him because in the other ones he was kind of boring he was like like i'm the dad don't do this don't do that almost like a negative nancy if that makes sense but with this one it was like he you could tell he had some growth in the character and so i was like okay i'm here for this yeah the character got to finally have be part of the comic relief a little bit more than the previous two and 
Um, you know, the stuff with the chemistry between him and Michelle Pfeiffer and the funny scene about her having sex with Bill Murray and then him talking about that one bad date he went on and him talking to the ants. I don't know. He was comic relief to me and he did better here than I thought he would do. Mm-hmm. Same. Michelle Pfeiffer and Catherine Newton being the newbie. <clears throat> to me, their roles are pretty matter of fact. Newton didn't really bother me since Cassie's been an adorable little dork since the first film. and She carries the role to heart. Um, a future Avenger getting her feet wet is going to go through awkward steps. And that's what that looked like to me. So I didn't mind her. Michelle Latasha Pfeiffer had some depth here with Jonathan Majors Kang. Obviously, we finally get that Janet Van Dyne payoff we've been waiting for. And the scene chemistry is rock solid. Kang being who he is and her being who she is had a solid payoff. Likewise, Modoc and his oversized big head. I've seen the complaints and y'all, I don't care. Modoc's an ugly baby. motherfucker. So they oversized Corey Stowe's head and Viola. I mean, voila, niggas had a bigger head than the oversized pairs from the last film. And a part of me wishes he didn't die, but this is the multiverse and other versions could come back in some way or later films. Like Great. the resistance group, William Jackson Harper, uh, William Harper Jackson, Katie O'Brien, and always reliable, reliable David Dasmalsian. Uh, playing a jelly thingy with no holes. They had they do a nice job of adding to the importance of Kang. Their world is of their world of other weird looking characters adds something here. Of course, Kang is so good and hiring majors like Brolin before him with Thanos is yeah, just thanks Marvel Studios. Majors is born for this shit. The costume, the voice, the confidence, the fucking hands, hitting like Lang with the Wow, like he was standing still. Even if folks aren't feeling this one, don't blame Uncle Kane because he and his many kin folk cook. Bill Murray unfortunately didn't cook as Lord Kryler was nothing more than a means to an end. Happy to see him though, he just didn't do anything. Gorgeous film. The green screen didn't bother me. I mean, it rarely bothers me unless it's super off putting. Yeah, me too. I just, like I said, I, I guess I just it got. It has to be like horrific for me to be like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I guess I just got the CGI blindness because I watch them and i i I can't even i can't even think of the last time i really saw something in cgi and was like oh my god that that's terrible you know maybe if it was like tv on the cw or something where i'm like yeah they don't have a budget to do this but in a movie theater i have yet to truly feel like this was this did not look good there's no other way to do this, honestly. So, yeah, the effects would look really good. Bill Pope does his thing, usually with the cinematography, and Peyton Reed does a solid job directing this baby. Somewhat exceeded my expectations, so I had a good time with this. Hate, it is more over, the hate for it is more overblown than recession talk. Definitely not the greatest MCU, but I wasn't asking for that. And some of these should be just fine or good to general audiences and critics like this one. And that what's wrong with that? I'm with you. I think the other thing is I am an MCU nerd. I am a Marvel Studios, Marvel Books nerd. I've been waiting on MODOK, and I know MODOK is silly. I've never read a version of MODOK that truly made me be like, this is this character wasn't just somebody got high as fuck and drew a big-ass head with little arms and little feet and then came up with a fucking backstory. That's what it's always been. So... To me, the movie was in on the fact that Modoc's kind of a funny character. Like the fact that they showed us his butt is clearly a, f- a joke. Like mm-hmm. this character is not to be taken as the big bad. And the way people were scared, sharing the screenshot of Modoc, like, oh, y'all defending this, and it's like, yeah, because that's what's from the comic books. The, and it was played as comic relief. So I'm not defending it as, oh my god, the next big threat is Modoc. I'm defending it like, yeah, it was funny. You laughing at it right now. Um, 
Ronan Raphael says, who is Kang? My man responded with when. I just would have taken the deal right there. Should have uh, started playing win-win. All I do is win. Uh, either with me or against me. Man, I enjoyed this movie. Decisions had consequences. I love how this movie questions every decision made by the heroes. It looks easy on paper to say kill or stop the bad guy in front of you. However, if you were truly listening to what he was saying, just like Loki, now the consequences begin. Welcome to the dynasty of Brother Kang. Kang smacking Ant-Man in the wild like they were nothing was a big favorite. Maybe I should dress as Kang to Comic-Con maybe in next life. A uh, quick one on Avatar Way of Water. My friend and his wife were in India over a month ago in the holiday, and we were chatting, and I asked if he had seen Avatar 2, and he said he couldn't. All the theaters around him in the city of Chennai were sold out. He was going to wait until he returned back to Brooklyn to view the movie as he had given up trying. The same day on Twitter, I noticed a bunch of people in America still complaining they didn't know who was watching this movie. <laughs> May Cain the Conqueror deliver us all. Yeah. Yeah, I have, I don't know when I'll talk about it on the regular show, but at some point I want to, I just have this thought that I've kept processing over and over, but I feel like in some ways the individual boycott, the I'm not seeing that because I'm a good person, has, it's like almost the ultimate expression of capitalism in some ways. It's almost the ultimate, like, it's the poor person's I'm in the 1% version. <laughs> like, I do, I would never buy blank. And you're like, okay, so you get a cookie. They still, we capitalism isn't an individual problem. It's a, 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 pro, a, a huge problem that's systemic and stems from a lot of people at the top, being the, a small group of powerful people at the top. I hear you. Don't buy that movie. Don't see that tape. Don't, but it's just. You know, that's what Avatar kind of became for people. And it's like, if you just didn't like the first one or you just weren't interested, I get it. But it turned into something else of like, I would never see something problematic. And I, and that just, that's the kind of thing that turns me off. You know what I mean? Like, I thought it was yeah. a good looking movie. It did exactly what the first one did. And we all move on. That's why you see it at the movie theater. But this shit is taking on a life of its own. Yeah, and that, all that, that philosophy and that mind frame like you said, it's wrote from movies to nerdum to, you know, books, you know, J.K. Rowling. Like, it's rolled into these other things. And it's one of those things about, okay, good. I'm glad that this is not something that you would fuck with. I understand that. And I don't have a problem with that. But not for everybody, but for some people, you don't, we don't have unlimited, unlimited money. So for some people, guess what? You can't afford all these things and just be like, well, well I don't I want to turn it into a tangent. I'm talking about entertainment right. and you can always afford to not be entertained. Agreed. Like it's a choice that people make, but it's just the way we lionize the choices. And when we don't spend the money, somehow we become heroes. It's just, it's okay. just, okay. Okay. That's it just different. does okay. too yes, much for me. And that's what's happened. That's what happened with where the what I saw weeks and weeks of people claiming you know, all the negative stuff about it and then being like, I don't know who's seeing it. Well, a lot of people, you, you're in a very small, dollars. you're in a very small group of very vocal people. But the vast majority of moviegoers are wanting to see something like that. So, yes, you win. You're woke. You're the best. You read all the books. You get the A in the class. But no, you have not changed reality to the point where it's like 
this movie's gonna flop. No, that it was never gonna flop. You were just that fucking up your own ass, and that's fine. But anyway, Sean says I was listening to your discussion about KDM KDM O'Brien, who I recognize from Z Nation, George. Uh, anyways, I was thinking during the movie she is similar height and weight, an inch shorter and eleven pounds buffer, and six years younger than gina carano and already affiliated with disney in addition she's a better actor and better at choreographed fighting maybe better at real fighting too but i wouldn't want to say either way that spinoff that gina killed couldn't they just give it to katie sorry that's just what my mind went when i saw those abs listen i'm with you though i would watch her do that honey honey just plug and play honey i was upset i I want her and Carl's, uh, uh, what is Carl's Weather Jr., that dude up Carl in, Weather, spin yeah. off, mm-hmm. off his face with the Mando. We fucking could get that because she didn't know how to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think you called him Carl's Weather Jr. Oops. Like Carl's, Carl's Jr.? Is that what that came from? His name's just Carl Weathers. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> <coughs> I, I made that man a junior. Um, also... On Kang, isn't this the second Kang we met and the second Kang who wanted to kill all the other Kangs and turn the multiverse? While he who survives may have seemed more palatable, he was just as brutal, if not more so, than this iteration. Just glad that they got such a great actor to play all the Kangs. He is killing it. Yeah, literally killing whole multiverses. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it seems like the war of the Kangs is going to be what is really going on behind the scenes with all this shit. Yep, and we're gonna see more canes. You know, they're gonna be sprinkling sprinkling in different versions of Kang and all these different places. And and the thing about he who remains, his thing was like, uh, I'm actually not the worst. I'm yeah. bad, y'all. Like, like I'm not trying to say I'm perfect, but it's what's worse than me. Yeah. It seemed like his brutality was different than this Kang who just killed whole universes. Uh, like went there to kill them, not hit a button somewhere. Jamel says, "Thank you for your review. It was refreshing. It seems as of late, the thing is to just shit on Marvel movies and reviews, or a person who spends months and months telling you how they are tired of superhero movies and how they don't like Marvel movies, just to review those these Marvel productions and sh- uh and shit on them." Oh, yeah, yeah, just to review these Marvel movies. Yeah, was it the best Marvel movie? No, but it's still a solid movie. Marvel is raised the standard for this genre, and they don't get enough credit for that. It's the only movies right. that people know are going to be over two hours going in, and they all sign up for them because we right. know they're going to be entertaining, and the time will go by fast. Peace, y'all. Yeah, you know what I keep thinking is, as shitty as they say this movie was, I bet you it still would be a top five DCEU movie. <laughs> Hey. I one hundred percent agree, yeah. and I will continue to say this. And even with um, Ant Man, you know, once you started getting to Ant Man and the Wasp, and Ant Man began to be more woman centric. Yes, it's 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 about Ant Man, but a lot of the women characters have more roles. Like like there's more speaking parts for the women. Like in the movie, you know, this movie Ant Man, he's apart but he's almost second fiddle to michelle pfeiffer's character you know like if you're really looking at, at the storyline and how it goes because it was more centered around her and her relationship with gang and then you know when he comes along it's like oh it really wasn't about her it was about him but you know it's like it's this imbalance and i and maybe it's just me and i'm i know it's my sensitivity 
I'm sick and motherfucking tired of all of whenever it gets to the others, which means the non-white men, everybody all of a sudden huffs and puffs and gets tired. All of a sudden, when when you start getting to the blacks and the browns, you start getting to the queers, you start getting to the women, everybody, huh, we tired of this. No, bitch, we not tired. We went tired with Captain America and Thor and Doctor Strange. Why we got to get tired now? Yeah, I think it had the biggest opening of any ant-man film um so maybe it you know maybe it's the kind of thing where um it like people are talking shit but people are gonna go see it anyway um so maybe that's uh part of it i know it had a big drop from like week one to week two or whatever um i think it yeah it had the biggest drop for an mcu title so uh, if it had to like at the same time the biggest opening for Ant Man film and then the biggest drop with the next week probably because all the bad reviews and stuff. Um, I don't know. I don't feel that like I don't feel the need to defend that. I liked it. I liked it. I I don't lie about these things. I enjoyed it. Um, I told I gave the exact reasons why I, I liked it. But I like most movies. I'm not a person that gets off on hating movies or like being. Ang- I don't need the anger outlet of like movies let me down i'm just like if if i had a good time i'm good with it i i can take that feeling the rest of the week and go wow what a good time if i had an okay time i could take that feeling and go hey i had an okay time and if i had a shit time i take you know i can leave that feeling there at the box office like i'm i'm able to be like man fuck that movie and move on through it but i you know a lot of times i just enjoy the movies um but anyway, all that to say, uh, it is becoming like the big trend to be like Marvel movies are terrible now. And I think it's literally just as a person that never got tired of the comic books, I'm probably not going to be the person to get tired of the other material that spawns from those books because I was reading about MODOK. So to me, I'm like, oh, I get to see MODOK to somebody else is like, y'all into this, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I guess I am. Right. Episode 433, You People. Sandler Agnes says, pretty surface level with lots of comedic performers. Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Eddie Murphy, and David Duchovny being the main standouts. Jonah Hill and Lauren London lacked a spark that could have put this on a few notches higher. It starts awkwardly in the car, but they never build on it. Frankly, Jonah and Sam J went together better. I agree. With rom-coms, the two leads got to have a solid foundation. Hill and London just didn't have it. Yeah, I don't even find it like crazy to say that i know it became controversial because everything on twitter becomes controversial but there's a lot of people fighting about it you know like defending like they like the movie and then they would defend that there's like a lack of chemistry between the two main leads and be like you don't even really need that or or you lying it was chemistry or whatever or you know there were the people that was like he could never pull lauren london and then people being like nigga you can go to brooklyn and see an interracial couple like that on every block like uh you know I, right, everything but but what they were talking about i'm with you yeah it just turned into like gender wars race wars a bunch of, just uh people hate kenya barris wars um i thought it was i thought that they lacked the chemistry there and it could have helped the movie if they had some did it ruin the movie no it just became more like a calm romp it wasn't a rom-com it was a comedy 
based around the idea of romance at, at, in the back end. And then some people were saying, well, it was filmed during the pandemic. Guys, we've watched so much shit during the pandemic. No. Yeah, that's not an excuse. Yeah, they just, for some reason, either the actors didn't want to do the scenes or Kenya Barris didn't want to do the scenes or they didn't think it was necessary, but like they low-key like CGI to kissing at the end. It's, it's very weird. Um, the racial comedy was fine. It's not surface level for a Bears flick. If they had adjust, if not surface level for a Bears flick, if they had adjusted the love interest to some of the message, it would have hit pretty good. I still don't mind it, but it's clear the script needed to be punched up. Yeah, I'm with you. It felt, to me, it felt too paid by the numbers to be giving it mad props. But is it a cute film? Yeah, it's cute. I, like, I wouldn't knock anybody for liking the shit, but... Yeah, it just wasn't like, uh, it was more like, let's get a great comedic performance from Eddie Murphy type of shit than it, than it was, let's make a great rom-com. And the last one is for The Menu. Sandler Agnes says, when I look back on The Menu, I'm stunned I loved it as much as I did because it's from the same production company that did Don't Look Up. I felt the humor was extremely impressive. It's not, it's not every day we get Ralph Fiennes being a deadpan funny chef. In any work he's been in, he's hard in the paint in that serious material, but he's brilliant here. Anna Taylor Joy was dope in this. Yeah, I, I'm I am curious because I you know I know we slightly disagreed over Don't Look Up. But I thought Don't Look Up was brilliant. I thought it was really funny. Um, and I didn't know that the same people made this, and I I found this to be more like how you describe Don't Look Up. You were just saying like kind of not really making a conclusive point, and it's kind of like angry white man liberal yelling about classism type of thing it felt this felt more like that to me than don't look up but yeah it's interesting it's made by the same people and we find ourselves at opposite places uh maybe it's the cast you know i don't know uh all we need was her versatile self to eat that tasty burger that's being sponsored by checkers with the inhabitants being killed by a s'mores recipe from her pov that body horror shit must have topped jeff goldblum's transformation in the fly but i'm glad we didn't see that nicholas halt uh john leguizamo judith light bernie reed hong chow also check her out on well the well she kills it like she does here rob yang jenny mcteer and others are Pretty good in their allotted parts. Surprised it dug as much as it did. I dug it as much as I did. It is heavy on the meta commentary. Is it heavy on the meta commentary? Sure. But when the humor hits as well as it does, I just feel that it allows things to move forward. I feel you. Yeah, if you enjoyed it, I'm glad you did. I'm Like I said, it was okay for me. Didn't really knock my socks off. But um, I saw where they were going with it. I think how some people felt about cocaine bears how i wanted the menu to be i wanted to be over the top i thought it wasn't over the top Mm. enough it was so ultra realistic and reserved and the dark humor was very (laughs) to me as opposed to like laugh out loud funny it was very like oh that was clever but i think that's what they were going for just that that was not as impressive to me as you know some of the more over the top laughs and like don't look up and stuff all right y'all that's it for this review thanks for listening we appreciate y'all we'll be back with more spoiled reviews as we watch more movies until then peace peace